Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm Johnny Appleseed. And yes, today we are venturing into the Sky Forest, the episode that has a sky forest. Sky (laughs) Forest. Were you also thinking of uh, the animal Sky Pilot? No, I was actually thinking about Skyland Resort, which is uh, up in Shenandoah National Park. Oh, I know. But you know the uh, the animals, the band uh, behind uh, House of the Rising Sun. Oh, yeah. It's another another one of their songs. Definitely thinking thinking that Sky Forest has a very prog rock energy to it yeah this definitely should have like a like a it's it's the name of a yes album with a cover by roger dean <laughs> yes <laughs> probably know some floating like avatar islands or something giant long-necked monster things uh is it time for ponytail sex i don't want it to be time for ponytail sex <laughs> Ooh, it is, oh. thankfully on this show it is never time for ponytail sex good as know, this first aired March 1st, 2014, uh, written by Mar- uh, a couple of Transformers veterans. you got Marty Eisenberg. What? Yes. Yeah? I saw that. I don't watch Crowns, uh, I noticed apparently. it. From Beast Machines, animated. And uh, yeah, this is one of four uh, Rescue Bots episodes he did. Uh, he did the story, and the teleplay is by Greg Johnson, also a Transformers veteran. I uh, did four episodes of Beast Wars, uh, three of which are two of my, are of my favorites. And then a oh, whole road. bunch. Uh, you did equal measures, uh, guerrilla warfare, bad oh, spark, and then fear of screen part one, which is nobody's favorite, but mm. you know, you can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's also done a, a lot of rescue bots. Uh, most recently, uh, bot to the future, the one where they're in the, uh, dystopian Griffin rock run by Dr. Morocco. So yeah, we, uh, and we open with, uh, Chief Burns, who is, uh, sampling some of nature's candy, the apple. Yes. Sweet, sweet apples. But of course, uh, Chase has not quite mastered this with his terrible giant robot hands. And he just crushes <laughs> it into, uh, into, into fluid. But he is assured that applesauce is still also very delicious. And then, as per usual in Griffin Rock, it's time for a machine to go berserk. In this case, a hover picker. Look, we can't start the episode unless someone is put in mortal peril. Yes. And this is a totally insane peril this guy gets put in. There's uh, uh, the guy who you've seen from uh, City Council who kind of looks like uh, uh, Theo from Die Hard. Yes. Mm. Uh, He's got a bunch of balloons... And then it grabs his balloons, carries him up into the air, and then he ends up being dropped. But luckily, uh, Cade well, and Heatwave... squishes the balloons. Yes. Uh, so finally, uh, it's Blades and his handy scoop claw that uh, that takes this thing down. But then we're introduced to its owner, uh, Priscilla Pinch. Has she shown up an episode before? She has not shown up before. This is her first appearance. Okay, I was going to say. she's going to be she has, a recurring character. Yeah, she definitely has some very strong recurring character energy. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's got like a kicky beret. She is, I mean, we've met some other kids from Griffin Rock, but never one who is a jerk. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, this annoyingly smug? No. Yes. And, uh, she's voiced by Catherine McNamara, who I think is on like, uh, one, she's, uh, in the Arrowverse somehow. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I would, uh, looks know. like, okay, she plays the daughter of the main guy on Arrow somehow. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I mean, don't know if there's like a time jump there because this actress is like 25. I was going to say presumably yeah. the main character on Arrow like had intercourse well, with a person well, I mean, with a uterus. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean the show was only on. I mean it, it seemed like it was on forever, but I think it was only on for like eight seasons. So I don't know how he would have a 25-year-old daughter. Probably, probably time, was travel, time then. travel, yeah. There must have been time travel or something. She was on that. She's in those Maze Runner movies. Oh, Oh, oh no. Uh, there was more than one? They made like the whole trilogy. It was not like, oh. uh, yeah, they, I think there were three that they made. Didn't like at least one or two of them just go straight to video or something? Because. No, I, th- I think they were all theatrical. Um, you may be thinking of Divergent where they, I think they split the last book into two movies because that's what you do when there's a yeah. third book. But then like nobody saw the first half so they just kind of canceled it. Yeah, oh. I, I, that's the one. Stupid divergent. That, 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 that's the one with uh, Shailene Woodley in it. Wow, apparently they did make more major I think, like, what the fuck? Kate Winslet was the bad guy? Uh, I don't anyway, know. she's I just, in... Divergent was just the entire concept is why I don't go looking around the young adults section at Barnes & Noble. Because, uh, no. Stop. Anyway, Maze Runner was the one that starred Dylan O'Brien, uh, the voice of Bumblebee. <gasps> what? In, in the movie Bumblebee. Aww. Oh. Okay. Not to be confused with the other times that people have been the voice of Bumblebee. <laughs> yes. Uh, it looks like she's also in that uh, that Stand miniseries that just came out. Wait, oh, did it come out okay. already? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's on one of the streaming services to oh, try I to I want to say Amazon you. Prime. No, uh, I think it's one of the network ones. Oh, okay. I think it's CBS's, which I guess is now Paramount Plus. And I say this entirely because uh, a late show seemed to be flogging it pretty hard. <laughs> and that's CBS. And then I'm not sure if... Oh, and uh, her character in the uh, in the original miniseries was played by Shawnee Smith. Hmm. If you've seen, know. she's okay. uh, she's in those Saw movies, and she's in the '80s remake of The Blob, which is a movie I I like a lot. Okay. Well, that, I've seen The Blob. She, I mean, she's the main girl in The Blob. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> I mean, she she doesn't play the Blob, but she's otherwise the star of the movie, The Blob. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, this uh, she's she's got big mean girl energy. Yes, right up uh, to which... and including threatening you with her mother's lawyers. Yes, uh, <laughs> of course, not to be confused with uh, Danny Burns, whose actress was in Mean Girls. <laughs> hmm. 
Anyway, yeah, she's all, oh, no, you know, I'll, you know, you, you better not have done anything to my robot or I'll, you know, I'll, my mother will sue you. Yep, pretty much. I guess that's the, the, uh, downside of everyone in town having very cool future technology is that some of those people are going to just be douchebags. Yes. And, oh, and also I forgot during this Kate, uh, during this chase, um, Boulder crashed into a fertilizer truck. <laughs> yes. And he, and he later shows up, uh, reeking and you say, you know, you know, you, you'll never guess what that fertilizer is made of. And he's very excited. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's not disgusted by this at all because presumably not having those kind of bodily functions, he has a more objective view of what fertilizer is made from. But heat wave we, we have, hits him with the hose. Yes. We have no concept of your pooping. <laughs> Fascinating. It's like the Beyonder. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Cade, there's a strange feeling of fullness in my abdomen. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh. saying, like, Secret Wars 2 was basically took this ridiculous to sell toys, just smashing action figures together, not a whole lot of thought put into it thing. And made a follow-up series that was just this super na- naval gazy, like meditation on the the point of existence, and I feel like that's what all media is right now. <laughs> Everything right now is just taking this thing that was created to smash action figures together and just making it way too deep and like midlife crisisy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm really not looking forward to that Godzilla vs. Kong sequel, Godzilla vs. Ennui. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just saying that as much as I like what IDW is doing with Transformers, it's Secret Wars too. Yeah, so, so anyway, this, this whole thing was for a, an invention competition and, uh, Cody and Frankie are trying to come up with their own entry for it. And uh, the, the, the bots have a bunch of uh, ideas that are extremely not helpful. <laughs> yes. They're trying. Uh, uh, Blades has the brilliant idea of retractable buildings so he wouldn't have to fly and rescue people from them anymore. Yes. Though it's pointed out that this would squish the people in the buildings and maybe is a problem. And there's also just you know, some sort of forest sprinkler system. <laughs> yes. For the whole forest. I think so, that's called rain. <laughs> I'm just, so, just putting that out there. So eventually the two kids end up with their own ideas. Cody has come up with a suit that, uh, that it's like a, it's like a walking extinguisher. So it's like if you're wearing a suit made out of a waterbed that has a bunch of holes in it. Yes. Yeah. It is very comical. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty adorable. And then Frankie, she's like, "Hey, how about how about a how about a forest that's in the sky? Some sort of sky forest." I kind of feel like this episode was just Marty Eisenberg came up with the the word sky forest and decided to write an episode around that, <laughs> around that title. Uh. So they, you know, they 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 can't decide on which one to go. So they go their separate ways, and there there's a bit of a tiff between them. 
So, uh, so we cut to the competition, which is of course being judged by, uh, by goofball mayor, uh, uh, mayor Lusky. And, uh, and, and Cody is wearing this suit and he just looks so ashamed to be alive. <laughs> He's... Oh, sad, wet, leaking boy. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't need to cry because my tears are coming through my suit. Yes. And so, it, but it is, of course, Frankie who wins. Um, you know, Priscilla is, uh, is obviously very irked. Cody is just kind of bummed. And then Huxley Prescott comes in and apparently he's now descended to reporting <laughs> on the disagreements between small children. I'm so excited yeah. by this. This is totally insane. I love that yeah. he's there and also he's just being terrible. <laughs> I was so happy to see him though. It's good to I see missed... him again, but it, it feels like he's reporting to no one. Like he's just recording it for himself and he's mad. <laughs> I mean, this is entirely possible. Like, He's there's a little completely lost it. The little icon that pops up on the bottom of the screen of of like him and and then and his camera and it slides across and like there should be a text there, but there's no text. Is this somehow on the local news? <laughs> Unless so. he's hacking into it, like. Yes, he's just got a pirate TV feed. <laughs> he's got a pirate TV broadcast. He's he the does. new Max Headroom. And he knew about this already, so I guess he has, like, sources amongst the child community. <laughs> yes. Or he just has other cameras floating around everywhere, observing All the everyone. adults know better. All the adults know not to talk to him. Don't Don't talk to the scary man anymore, children. So he just bothers the kids because they don't know better yet. Yes. I love all of this. All of this is the best idea. I I, I have missed Huxley Prescott. Perhaps most of all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Though really having a, a camera drone is not a an exciting future thing anymore, but I, I feel like more like obnoxious YouTube personalities need to have stupid drone cameras that they are way too excited about. That's right, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Huxley Prescott. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the thing is, because, like, or at least any of the ones that I've seen who use drone cameras and work on YouTube, like, they usually use it for, for a pan back shot or, or a shot mm-hmm. of them driving around. Not, like, in their face. Presumably because it's also very loud and wouldn't work. Uh, well, of course, you know, he, everybody unsubscribed to him after he got cancelled for using all those racial slurs about robots. Oh, uh, burn. <laughs> unfortunate. Anyway, I'm saying, I've the... been pretty mad playing some games. And <laughs> Listen, it was a heated, re- it was a, it was a heated reporting moment. <laughs> <Yes. sighs> Anti robot uh, racism. So, so they're actually going to build this thing. And it's going to be a tourist attraction, according to the mayor. And the bots are taking this Huxley Prescott reporting at face value, and they think that they now have to uh, choose sides between uh, Cody and Frankie. Yes, uh, due I to love what? This. Due to the bro code. They're so hmm. genuinely concerned about this, and it's delightful. Although uh, I, I believe it's Blades who mentions the bro code, but uh, <laughs> yes. Chase can find no reference to this bro code amongst the civil statutes. <laughs> Because that's what happens in buddy cop movies. Yes. 
you know, there, there's got to be a moment where, you know, the, the reckless one causes some incident for them to get fired and the by the book one is upset. Gets mad and he's not talking to him anymore. And, the, and then the, you know, the, the renegade one says a bunch of anti-Semitic uh, stuff uh, while he's getting pulled over by the cops. And yet he still gets to be in movies. I don't know. The whole thing's very strange. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is maybe stick to Tango and Cash. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I have... Uh, yeah, so- Marky Mark in anything. Stop putting Marky Mark in things 2021 challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh. it's, it's done. So, so over the next little while, Frankie's very busy supervising the construction of this thing, and Cody is unable to, you know, say anything to her. So, you know, she's too busy. And they're, you know, they're, the, the bots are helping to build this. There is, a, there's a near Griffin Rock catastrophe when a cable snaps and people are almost crushed beneath the level of this thing. They have oh, yes. like giant sky crane helicopters coming yes. in. So oh, they're, they're basically, you would think oh, they would um, build more of that on site, but I guess not. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. It's, it's a yeah. very big project. It's very impressive. For, you know, being giant planters. Yes. Also, I just want to point out that Maine does not have, like, an ideal rainforest. Well, this is a weird rainforest because we see, instead of parrots, this has puffins. Yeah. Well, okay, fine. There is that. It does have puffins. Not to be confused with porgs, which was what they had to turn all the puffins into. (laughs) Yes. Because there were too uh, many puffins. And, and the mayor flees this section by uh, yelling uh, women and af- elected officials first. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and so, you know, they, they build this thing, and they've got all the seeds planted. And so the mayor's, you know, planning to have people in as soon as possible, but, you know, they're, they're plants. They won't actually grow into a forest for another ten years. Yeah, and Frankie's just like... So, Dad, how long is it going to take, you think, for it to be ready? It's like, oh, about ten years. And Frankie understands this. She has not been misled. She is a child here, whereas the elected adult officials are like, that's not acceptable. (laughs) And indeed, they come the next day, and an entire forest has grown. (gasps) What? Well, because, you know, Lusky's all, well, you know, I, I went to the, uh, the Hall <laughs> of Inspiration this. and there were a bunch of barrels of rapid growth formula. <laughs> uh, for some reason it was marked as the, the Jordy Verrill Memorial section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordy Verrill, you knucklehead, you've done it again. I just like that he starts out being, oh, I found a little of this growth stuff. And it's like, that's barrels of it. And then he's, you know, like, oh, I found it, and I forget whether he, I'm I'm pretty sure it's uh, Dot Green who points out that it, they were in the section of uh, Inventions Best Left Forgotten. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the mad science section. And, and remember, this is Dot Green telling you not to use this. This is saying something. <laughs> We've wandered into other previous lab storage devices and rooms that... There's a lot of stuff hidden away that shouldn't be used again on this island. Yes. I, I mean, again, remember, this is Doc Green, a guy who almost caused an event horizon in the last episode. <laughs> saying, no, do not use this creep show formula. 
Yeah. So so anyway, the, the mayor is on a slippery slope to becoming a plant themed supervillain. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, but hey, everybody just decides to go in and uh, have some fun in this uh, in this forest. You know, we see some puffins. We're hopping on a bunch of big toadstools. Like, oh, it's it's been done. We might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, there are some there's... lad pioneers there. <laughs> yeah, they're wandering around getting their merit badge by going through the their mushroom little, forest. Their little uniforms. R.I.P. Mario. Yes. Uh, but pretty soon, it turns out that not only is this plant life unusually large, it's also unusually evil. Yes. As with all plant life in media. Yes. I would say it's not evil because evil implies malice. It's just hungry. Because it That's had true. to grow super fast, and it needs to eat. I mean, I, I think you're overlooking the fact that this is clearly, you know, we've got a mean green mother from outer space, and it's bad. <laughs> well, there is that, too. There is some straight-up feed-me-Seymour going on here. Yeah, but yes. they don't seem intelligent. Although, although I wouldn't be surprised to see a floronic man wandering around somewhere. <laughs> The the hover picker getting eaten by the Ven- Venus flytrap is a little traumatizing. Oh yeah, because mm. she's conf- uh, Priscilla Pinch has her hover picker that she's just having it pick a bunch of flowers for her, and uh, we haven't really. Thankfully, this thing does not appear to be particularly sapient. Mm-hmm. No, because she just tosses it into this uh, giant Audrey two thing, and it just gets crunched. Yes, yeah, it's kind of, well. Although the, the design of it is kind of like. Um, Wally's girlfriend from Wall-E. Yeah, I thought of oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's got that very Eve look to it. Yeah. It's very white and smooth. Extra arms. So yeah, it, it is just it's devoured. Uh, Hoverpack guy, lad pioneers get chased up a tree. I just feel like in a series where the main characters are robots, you can't just have the, it was just a robot excuse. This is well, true. The- but they have that because they're Transformers. It's different. We can kill mm. all the other robots. I, they aren't sentient. I sympathize with the hover picker and am upset at its <laughs> demise. I mean, I think if this if this show were just aimed slightly older, we'd have a little dialogue. You know, like, oh no, Priscilla, why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> oh no. oh, oh no. yeah, if this had a little or bit of drama like in it. Yeah. Adventure time. <laughs> oh, it would be so adorable and dead. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, various bots and, you know, the bots go in to rescue them. They also get entrapped by these plants. Uh, at one point, Boulder says, you know, I love trees, but not this much. Yes. Yeah. I just made me think the last unicorn. <laughs> it made me wonder where those uh, vines were headed. Yes. <laughs> Because they indeed start spreading all over town. Uh, you know, it, it is a veritable botanical legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you, oh, you could reference other movies. You say it's a Biolante or um, the nope. plant from Gamera vs. Legion. We're going right to the Yorotsuki Doji. <laughs> well, the, the, the one in Gamera vs. Legion destroyed an entire town. I already City. mentioned Creep Show. I don't know what more you want from me. <laughs> I guess, well, yeah. 
I'm just saying that maybe I'm just saying the the vine was maybe getting a little fresh with poor Boulder there, and <laughs> that's that's why he he had to say that he did uh, not love trees that much. Oh, maybe this is a reference to the lost ending of Little Shop of Horror. Although was that ever found recently or something? I think it ended up on the DVD release. Yes. Oh, okay. So they they note that the, these vines are even headed out to sea, which is terrifying. Yeah. Except then they stop. <gasps> yes. They don't like salt water. I guess the one the thing other... that can stop scraplets, water. <laughs> Wait, well. no. Well, I guess most plants do dislike salt water. Most. Except for plants that are specifically... In the water. Yes. Yeah, I mean, clearly if, if they had made it to the water, it would have been the Navy versus the Night Monsters. <laughs> I'm running out of uh, plant movies to reference. It, it, it's, I'm, I'm down to uh, Day of the Triffids. Well, they, we're well, we're running really out. Good one, but they're not ambulatory. So wait, was was Night Monsters ambulatory? I think so. I mean, otherwise the the Navy wouldn't really have a whole lot to do. <laughs> uh, I don't think I ever saw that one. I think they don't move very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, so you know they they need to know how to get you know they need they know they don't like salt water, and it just so happens that somebody has a, wa- a suit that they can fill up with a bunch of water. Yay, convenient. So it's, so it's Danny and Frankie with a couple of super soakers filled with uh, brine. Yes. And then Cody in his sprinkler suit. <laughs> so he, you know, he's able to get to the, the, the Jurassic Park-esque shutoff valve. But he's out of water. And for a second here, I thought he was going to, like, cry. <laughs> well, no, because then he could, like, defeat it with his tears. Because they're salty. Oh. Oh. Wow, yeah, that, that would have been, that would have been <laughs> weirdly poignant and sad. Yes. I mean, as, as far as salty fluids that come from humans, it's either that or urine. Uh, and this is not that kind of show. No. no, this is not that Transformer show that would be Beast Wars Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Anyway, so, so he, he turns off this valve that is pumping this rapid growth formula into the plants. Uh, they die back. And uh, and then Priscilla gives a a bill for her uh, for her the destruction of her robot to the mayor who is very dismayed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for once, this was not Dot Green's fault. No, no, he has, but he is. Oh, well, no, I guess he's he's one for two this season as far as yeah. his, his uh, things being his fault. Yes, as far as his inventions almost causing the extinction of life on Earth. I mean, this was probably one of his inventions. It's just one that he knew better than to use in this situation. Well, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, these barrels look old enough that this could have been like, you know, some like Vietnam War era, like Agent Orange type thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Like like they were going to drop the, like it was the opposite of Agent Orange. Which was a defoliant. This is a refoliant. That would just make all the, the plants grow into weapons and... Yes. Wasn't that wasn't that actually in the novel version of Day of the Triffids in the original? Were they actually I, a military thing? I I do not know. I have not read it, but I I'll take your word for it. I think I I think it was. I know in the movie they're from space. Yeah, I think it was in the original story. It was different from the movie, but I forget mm. how. And then, like I don't know, the the uh, studio didn't want to upset the military or something, or is just British being British? I guess. 
Maybe things are just cooler when they're from space. Well, yes. Unless you want to remake the blob. Well, in the original blob, it's from space. In the sec, in the blob remake, it is a military experiment. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been a remake remake yet. I think they were talking about it at one point, but they somehow did not make it. Somehow they thought better of it. Well, I mean, I, I am on record as saying that both blob movies are actually quite good. Uh, like that yeah, first well, one is a really great little, like, 50s monster movie. Yeah, it's good for the time. And, and, and then the 80s that one 80s one has incredibly gory special effects. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's and some effects also, that didn't age well, but they aged way better than if they tried to make an all-CG blob. And there's also a great thing where it, you know, about every, you know, so we're towards the beginning of the movie, it looked like you're setting up a bunch of characters to have, like, you know, arcs and be yeah. in parts of the story. And then five minutes later, they're eaten by the blob. Um, mm. That's pretty clever. Anyway, so the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Sky Forest is being flown over to, uh, Wayward Island, which we previously saw on Bumblebee to the Rescue. Yay! Mm. Which they mention is nearly inaccessible. Yes, remember that was the island where there was the meteorite that had a virus that infected Transformers? Yes! Was it, oh, that was that? I thought it was the Pirate Island. Or was that a- No, that's a different island, I believe. Yeah, okay. Look, they've got a lot of islands off the coast of Maine. Yes. Mm. Well, because there's, all, we're also going to see in a couple episodes the island of misfit tech. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so many Isla Nublar. Is this worse than the best left forgotten? Yes, that's where they send the stuff that's even more dangerous. <laughs> so they have a site G. Yes, it keeps going down more and more. Mad also- science. Storage At the end assumes. here, Mayor Lusky suggests that Doc Green should get a lock for, for the Hall of Things Best Left Forgotten. <laughs> I was uh-huh. so expecting him to say, there was a lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you should get a better lock. <laughs> that I can't get through. Yes. You know, I, I, I just bought these bolt cutters, so you're out of luck. Uh, but he and, and also Doc Green cut uh, Frankie's medal in half of the laser, so that both Frankie and Cody can have half of it because they both saved the day. Aww. And then they, you know, they sort of fit it together, and they're friends again. So the bots yeah. don't have to decide that they don't like her anymore. They're all very <laughs> relieved. I love just how like concerned they were about that. Like this was very serious. Yes. Mm. So yeah, that is it for uh, this week of Rescue Bots. I really, I enjoyed this one. I think more than last week's. It was a little goofy. Yeah. But, yeah uh, last week was, it, the teleporting stuff just felt like too high stakes, kind of. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't, it thing. maybe wasn't goofy enough, where th- this is quite goofy and yet also extremely perilous. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd say this is back to like where, where the show should be. It's good. Mm-hmm. And introducing a new character as a little mad science girl? Yes. Well, she just seems more of like work. a little jerk. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everybody's a mad scientist person. Yes, everyone well, oh, here yeah, is a mad scientist. Yeah. Also, we did get to see, uh, what's his name? The guy with the helipack. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, I, Mr. Uh, Mr. Harrison. Yes, Mr. Harrison. Harrison. Yes. He was, uh, he, he helicoptered himself up there and had to be rescued and I just, yes. I really like that. 
Oh, th- this is too early to be Harrison Ford crashing planes joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it He might have started it back then. I mean, if this was a live action show, he would be played... Um, Jason Alexander? By... No, no. What's his name? Uh, from News Radio. Oh, oh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, shoot. I am bad at names. Uh, this is driving me crazy. Steven Root. He would definitely yes. be played by Steven Root. Also from Office Space. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, the stapler guy. Yes. Swing line stapler. Or possibly John Hodgman. Maybe. Oh, Hodgman. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, this this is a perfect for a Hodgman cameo. He's just always wearing a suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he is every time. Even he's when he's, even when he's uh, in his helipack. He's, uh, he's got a suit and a helipack. Yes. So yeah, uh so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh yes, this week on Ghost Sente Die Ranger Tension Dog Whoa 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 Um It starts with a giant monster fight that was cut short at the end of the last episode. Is it time for more Red Dragon Thunder Sword? Yes. The the the, the Red Dragon Thunder Sword transforms. From a dragon to looking like the Monkey King Sun Wukong with a giant spinning staff because his wrist rotates and he destroys the monster made of string I and it looks like really gold tentacles. Not made that connection until now. Well, neither did I really until I was looking. It's like, oh, he's got a staff. I was like, oh, but the little head headpiece design is very uh, Monkey King. Yes. Mm. Plus, the, the entire thing. Well, it's got. Chinese mythological beast things that will show up later. They're not in this episode yet. Goku. The Rangers are themed after the, uh, the Shishi Lion and oh, what are the other things? The, the Tenma, Kirin, and Ho-Oh is the bird. Ho-Oh? Ho-Oh. Yes, like the Pokemon. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's a Pokemon. Well, because well, the, the Pokemon also steals from Chinese mythology. Well, yes. They're Baros. Especially Alludes. for the, uh, especially for the, like, legendaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it was the dog lion ones. Oh, yes. Entei Suicune. Uh, and the other one. Raikou. Oh, the light. I remembered Raikou and Entei. I remembered Raikou because he was, like, Ryu, the yellow truck guy from Gal Gygar. <laughs> oh yeah, some Also at, at one point I had an entire team of EVs named after all the individual symmetrical docking guys. <laughs> I think <laughs> Furyu was the the stock EV. <laughs> anyway, giant monster fight that ends um where is it um Wait, where are my notes? What exactly happened after that? <laughs> I guess they go back to the base. And... Doesn't matter. Fight has happened. It kind of doesn't matter because like the first few minutes are are the giant fight, and there's like um some of the fight music for the monster fights. It starts out a little bit like the Imperial March, and then isn't like there's a bit <laughs> of dun 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 dun. It, it, well, it doesn't quite do that, but like it, it's like, wait, is that? By the time I say, is that? It, it's changed. <laughs> so it's only like a few notes, but it's enough to just notice it, which is better than some shows that outright rip off music. That happens a bunch. Anyway, um, 
Well, the that toy is only a little obscenely priced online these days. <laughs> oh, the Red Dragon. Um, I, I sold mine when I was selling off lots of stuff to the people hmm. at a vintage toy shop. Well, there, there's a new um, candy toy one that... Did that come out yet or is it coming out? I can't remember. I think Hasbro's making one too, maybe. That's right. Mm. Those had just straight up styrofoam inserts. Ooh, <laughs> styrofoam. Oh, uh, I kind of missed that, that, but that was noisy as hell. Yeah. It was a better and a worse way to pack things. Yes. Uh, anyway, oh, the monster of the week is Purse Monk. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It, it's like humanish body, like normal. But its head is a giant sort of purse, like a little money purse class sure. thing. Okay. And that opens up, and inside there's a red sort of basketball-sized Buddha head-looking monk face thing that shoots out, and he puts that on the heads of children to capture them and, and try and fight with them by throwing up at the rangers. It's a little odd. This is almost a Blue Ranger-focused uh, Tenma Ranger episode, kind of. At least he's more in it than anybody else. <laughs> because the person monster first attacks a small child he knows while he's uh, practicing boxing. And, oh, but apparently all the monsters, at least the monsters so far, of course there have only been two, they have a human form. The last one was a little kid with a yo-yo. This time it's a tall guy playing basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the basketball, well, but the basketballs are the heads he shoots at people. It's, it's odd. Okay. Oh, and, and he says, well, the subtitles say purse dunk when he throws the head balls at people. <laughs> Why? Which is kind of amusing. Oh man, a sealed one is like $250, so. Oh yeah, don't go near the, yeah, no, just get the, yeah. the new model kits or something. There's a newer versions, I'm sure. Probably still got mine. And after this, like, um, they have to summon the rangers. Like, everybody come come to the base. We have to discuss this new monster and shit that's going on. And one of the rangers, apparently, is a fisherman as a hobby. Okay. Yeah. Or a job. It's hard to tell. And another one is a hairdresser. Not the pink ranger. Mm. What? Is he gay? No, I, he's... Wait, is that the yellow he's ranger? gay-coded. Like, they Possibly? can't say he's gay. Could be. I mean, I feel he, like he... being a male hairdresser is inherently saying this is the gay character, whether you can actually say they're gay or not. But that may just be an American thing. I guess unless you're born a baby not... in shampoo. <laughs> well, he, he's he's the Yellow Ranger, the, the, what is it, Kieran Ranger? Yeah, the Kieran Ranger. And his uh, martial art favorite style is uh, drunken boxing. Hmm. So I don't know. What I, mean, I would is. say that doesn't sound theoretically gay, but in practice, it sounds pretty gay. <laughs> he he also like in all of the out out of ranger stuff, except for at the hairdresser, he's in a suit and tie. Hmm. So I guess he is well dressed. That is another stereotype. I'm just but... saying, partying is also a big <laughs> stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, it, it turns out that the Gorma. Guys, they need to sacrifice five pure souls, which apparently defaults to capture some children. So I guess that's going to be a running motif. <laughs> Let's capture some kids to kill them to do something. I don't know what the something is yet. Something. 
in capturing kids, they also capture the Pink Ranger, which, ooh, that's that's a bad thing to start. Last episode, they were trying to capture the Pink Ranger. This time, they succeed in capturing her. <laughs> Please don't make that a running motif that the girl is always captured and these five guys with very similar haircuts have to go try and get her. Oops, it's <sighs> too late. Yeah. It is already a theme. And, and and the bad guys, the knockoff Cenobite guy, they're just driving around in a car? <laughs> like, just a regular car. I think one of their, I mean, their henchmen an, is, is the driver, so they're in the back? That's an upgrade from bicycles. Yeah, but, but well, they weren't riding the bicycles last episode. They were just walking around. But they're they're just regular dudes dressed in bondage leather riding around in a car. That's It's just a very different change from what I'm used to with, like, Rita Repulsa and, and demon siblings with wings and shit. It's like <laughs> just, just some... Some people into S&M that just drive around town and have a base on a freighter ship? Man, I, I don't think it's their permanent base, but it's I miss where they go living in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe they, maybe they live in Shinjuku or something. I don't know. Or Akihabara. Anyway, so they have a, their, their henchmen with suit and tie and lips set up a dining table with and they sit down at it, and there are five chairs across from them where they bring in the children and the Pink Ranger, and I guess they're going to eat them? Because, like, <laughs> they, they have a dining table set. It's... Someone tell Q. Weird. <laughs> it's very odd. And, and But I guess to kill the children, they have a guy dressed like the Grim Reaper with the scythe and all, except instead of a skull mask, he's got a hockey mask. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess you're working on a budget because you're not <laughs> alien monsters or something. You're just some bondage fiends. Skull masks are expensive. Hockey masks are cheaper. It's very weird. And then the the Blue Ranger who had been tracking or trailing them or something breaks in, and then eventually the other Rangers show up, and there's a fight. And the purse. It turns out that that the Grim Reaper is the purse monster. You got another costume besides the football player? Okay, whatever. It's fun. And then the the bondage guys, they just, um, apparently they also have eye lasers and finger whips. Like laser whips from their fingers. Oh, like in, like uh, the, like the in, Johnny in Johnny Mnemonic. Mnemonic? Um, yeah, kind of, but, but instead of being mono wire, they're just bondage. They just, little laser shoots out from their finger and wraps around people to pull them closer. Mm. Not to cut them into ribbons, cause this is a children's show. I Even guess. though it's also about kidnapping and murdering children, in theory. It's a Japanese children's show. They have different standards. Yes. <laughs> well, they don't usually, um, slice people to ribbons, except the bad guys sometimes. That does happen. But also they're gonna probably come back together cause they're, that's their trick. They, they can pop off their arms or something. Armful, boy. Yee. Anyway, they, they fight the purse monster and they throw, they have the pole, extending pole thingies like the giant robot, and they throw that at the monster to sort of get it in a cage before it can blow itself up and turn itself giant and then they just kill it. <laughs> Which, like, okay, last episode ended with a giant monster fight that was cut short, and and then this one just like, nope, giant monster. We had one at the beginning of the episode. We don't need another giant monster fight. <laughs> but okay, they blew all their budget on giant monster fights at the <laughs> beginning of the episode. Oops. I guess so. The rest of the episode's just going to be uh, put together from the storyboards. 
Well, that, that is the thing. Like, it, it's happened in some of the other shows I watched where if you have a monster fight at the beginning of the episode, there usually won't be one at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is, you can mess with the symmetry sometimes. But yeah, that was it. That, that was kind of a fun, okay-ish episode. It's, ah, uh, is it better than Zoo Ranger yet? I don't know. Because, like, it's Zoo Ranger, like, the characters, they had ridiculous outfits. They were easy to tell apart. And the robots were great designs because it was Power Rangers. This show, we've only so far only had the Red Ranger robot. And I think it's going to be a few more episodes before we get the rest of them. But, uh, the, the what the hell's going on with the bad guys? I'm intrigued at that because I have no idea what's going on. Other than they want to sacrifice some people. Children. You know. And there's kung fu fighting. It's for the adrenochrone. <laughs> Whatever it is. Although it's kung fu fighting that also involves, like, chi powers. So, like, the Blue Ranger controls gravity and one of them makes illusions. Although normally it's a ninja trick, but uh, whatever. Fancy. Oh, and the Pink Ranger, she blows wind around. Her power's wind. <laughs> sure, fine. <laughs> I mean, there are often characters in anime stuff who are, like, wind-oriented. Like, well, yeah, who are you? It's a standard thing. But when one of them controls gravity... Oh, and yellow controls time! Yikes! <laughs> Forgot about that. I would think yellow would be like electricity, but... Yeah. Well, that the problem is that, that red has fire and electricity. That's... The yellow's got time because he gets into a fight with Mooks and, and they, they knock him down. It's like, no, he rewinds 30 seconds. It's like, I'll just shoot you. Mm. It's like, that that power seems a little bit too powerful. Yeah, I guess dude. then I mean, wind I hope they make use of... of it, but... Sad. Yes, wind is like down there. I, what the hell was the other one? Gravity, so, I don't know. <laughs> life and death. The other one's probably got like <laughs> yes, it's probably something like that. So it's fun so far. Oh, good. Alright, so I believe that now brings us to the end of the episode. We'll be back uh, next week with more uh, Rescue Bots. Uh, and I can assure you that next episode will be One for the Ages. Oh, Title drop. But of course, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. For March, uh, we decided, since everybody was talking about WandaVision, we would do something a little different and go back to an episode of Avengers United They Stand, uh, featuring everybody's favorite witch, Agatha Harkness. Uh, For April, we're going to do something. Uh, We'll figure it out at some point. We'll figure it out by the end of April. Yeah. Uh, we were late with the last one. I don't think there's anything that can tie into Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier, really. Bucky, but, uh, Bucky, 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 Bucky. We we'll watch. We'll watch a random uh, cartoon Bucky, or Bucky, Bucky, anime, Bucky, Bucky. Or, or I'll finally make them watch something Tokusatsu. <gasps> we should watch that episode of Inhumanoids with Gag Oil. Oh God! It's so upsetting. We might have to save that for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's save so it for upsetting. Halloween. I think, or alternately, we save it for our spinoff podcast. Meanwhile, in the core. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <sighs> so dis- 
interesting. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can get access to that and all of our previous monthly special episodes. Uh, we do a lot of super fun stuff, so it's absolutely worth it. Uh, our expenses are not ridiculous, so every little bit is definitely worth it, and those episodes are a lot of fun to make. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode. That's right. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm going to go order some pizza and watch me some Bucky. I'm David, and I'm going to watch some VTubers watch Xenon and, and maybe get something to eat. If Falcon gets to be Captain America at the end of the season, can next season be Captain America and his pal Bucky? Only if they're still pals by the end of the show. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Captain America and his frenemy Bucky. <laughs> 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 <laughs>